Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Lawrence. I'm sometimes together, but always the show is the Lawrence Home Show, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. We are going to talk about the stupid, weird twins on today's show. This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto, online at carx.com. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. The Bears had a draft. Was it good or not? Alex Brown is going to help me get to the bottom of that. AB, I appreciate the time, man. I know you got a lot of stuff to do and games to go watch. I'm do going that. to that Cubs game. What are we doing tonight? Are you going? Yes. Come on. Are you my, like... My, man, my socks are going to beat the hell out of the... I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't I can't do that. Um, my socks, we have to play better. Uh, wow. We got to put some runs up. Are you doing the White Sox <laughs> post-game press conference now? In the air to right field. Suzuki back at the track. This one is gone. Tim Anderson first pitch hunting. It's 3-0 White Sox. This to second base. It is Harrison. And that is a White Sox victory to open the series at Wrigley Field. Man, my socks are going to beat the hell out of the... I mean, I'm sorry. Make me a bicycle clown. By the end, we found out that A.B. was not in the elements last night. He was living it up inside. Face drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. On the show today, Russ Dorsey is going to join me at 1. We will talk to him about both the Cubs and the White Sox and the stupid, stupid twins. That is something that is on the agenda for today's show. There's also going to be some football discussed on today's show. I want to talk about, I think most of the shows today have done a version of talking about what is actually helping Justin Fields look like in a draft scenario? So I want to dig a little bit deeper into that conversation. There was some good stuff that happened at the ballpark yesterday for both teams, and I want to talk about that as well. We appreciate you hanging out. We're on Twitch if you'd like to watch the show, twitch.tv slash Chicago670thescore. I brought down today, and I know this is kind of rote, 
for sports radio to do this. I know Mike and Mike did this for forever. I have in my office. I have my dibs demon in blue suit bobblehead that usually sits on top of my printer, and the camera is facing me from that direction. I brought down today my own bobblehead, so you can hear his head chattering. The Chicago Fire made me this like years ago. Maybe I want to say. Wow, 10 years ago? Yeah, because my jersey number is 13. So back in 2013, I'm pretty sure that they just took a a Darren Jackson bobblehead and said it was my bobblehead, but it does have my name on the back, and he's got a little microphone, and he's in a soccer kit. So I thought I'd put Soccer Lawrence out here as well, so if you want to see the demon in the blue suit and my bobblehead, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Michael Kopech and his performance last night. He was upset by not going deeper into the game, but I want to discuss that, and I'll let you hear what he had to say about it. We'll discuss the White Sox beating the Cubs in Game 1 and why they have a chance to beat the Cubs again in Game 2. It's next, here on The Score. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be sauce out regardless. South slider. Hi, Mom! Go Sox, baby. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. One of the great rivalries in all of sports. Chicago is on the line for the first time this year in a brief two-game series here at Wrigley Field as everybody downstairs tries to stay warm. Little tapper, third base side, and this just absolutely dies in the Wrigley Field. Grass and the Sox take a 1-0 lead. In the air to right field. Suzuki back at the track. This one is gone. Tim Anderson 
first pitch hunting. It's 3-0 White Sox. This to second base. It is Harrison. And that is a White Sox victory to open the series at Wrigley Field. 3-1 your final. Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. Jason Benetti and Steve Stone on the call. The White Sox win over the Cubs 3-1. Michael Kopech, I, I thought, was pretty good yesterday. And it's weird because the way that we have to judge these performances from pitchers, I think, through the first seven, six, seven weeks of the season because of the ramp-up is different than what we usually do. You wouldn't ordinarily look at a line that's four innings and say the pitcher had a good start. I'm not sure that Michael Kopech looked at it that way either, and we'll get to that in a minute. Four innings, four hits, two walks, five strikeouts. He threw 83 pitches in yesterday's game. It's also super hard to judge anything that comes out of a game played in conditions like that that doesn't go along with a trend. And and I will say that for Kopech, the trend has been he has shown you some moments of brilliance and having some overpowering stuff dotting the outside corner with 96 mile per hour fastballs i thought he did a great job in the four innings that he was out there pitching he was clearly upset that he wasn't able to extend his outing here's what he talked about yesterday in throwing in those conditions and not going deeper into the game the wind was the main thing and then wind was just changing direction every inning and it, you know it can be frustrating but the elements are part of the game sometimes they work with you sometimes they work against you today i felt like i was able to work with them for the most part so wasn't, wasn't too terrible when you, when, when you see weather like that or just cold in general you always hear oh man it's a terrible day to hit is it yeah. a terrible day to pitch too or do you like it because it's such a bad day to hit um i mean personally i like it because i know the hitters don't want to get jammed and what have you um but it, it's also tough to get warm every inning um when you're in conditions like that so uh, it's, it's definitely tough on both sides but I'd, I'd like to think i have the advantage but i'm sure if you ask most hitters they want to think they have the advantage too so tony said yeah, we, we've talked about it, and it's actually a conversation I was having with trainers earlier, too. Um, yeah, I understand it, and it makes sense. I'm still not going to be happy about it, um, and that's nothing against the decision. It's just me wanting to compete for as long as I can. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to be out there, and I want to be able to go deeper in games and take a load off our bullpen and, you know, actually get a chance to, you know, be the guy on the mound for as long as I can. And I, I didn't get to do that today, and that's why I was upset. You're looking at the big picture, though, too, I mean, in terms yeah. of the whole the entire season? and Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the conversation, right, is that I want to be healthy at the end of the year and able to go six, seven, eight, or whatever um, in July, August, September, hopefully October. Um, and, you know, I, I completely understand, but I, I'm still in a position where I want to do it now. I want to do it in May. I want to do it in June. I want to do it in July. I just want to give the best performance I can for my team every time I take them out. And today, you know, could have been that, but I understand that I had some high pitch counts in earlier innings that kind of kept me from being able to do that, too. So I got to be more efficient. That's the thing. He does need to be more efficient. And you saw that even in the, the start against Kansas City, that you run into some of these innings where 
his pitch count is getting at 20, 25, and that will make it so that you don't end up going deeper into games. But clearly, you can see the competitive fire in him and wanting to be someone that they can count on to go deep into the game. The bullpen had his back yesterday. Five innings of bullpen work where they only gave up two hits. And Liam Hendricks looks like he's been fixed. And that's a good thing for the White Sox going forward. The other thing that in, in that slop that they were playing in last night, something that you I, I think plays into a trend is Tim Anderson continuing to go opposite field. I was talking about it on yesterday's show, and then it, it plays out again in him doing it with power, hitting hitting the ball out to right field. His approach has been since coming back from suspension has been magnificent. And what that's eventually going to turn into is Timmy turning on balls and hitting them over the left field wall or hitting them at the left field wall. The fact that he is willing to take pitches that are on the outside and not try to do too much to them. His approach at the plate right now is spectacular. I don't know if it can last for a whole season or even through the weekend, but I know that so far Tim Anderson's approach at the plate has been magnificent, and it's something that I I wish would be modeled because there's still some players that are trying to come out of it. Yaz, for example, a hit and a walk, so that's good, but we are still talking about someone whose OPS is still in the 500s. He needs to do more, especially when they're down people like he's a guy that is capable of doing more and probably needs to do a little bit more but i I hear in kopech talk about some of that stuff saying i want to go deeper into games like i i get it like it it, that's what they need you want to be counted on you wanted to be you want to be counted on in those moments to get to the sixth or the seventh inning so that you don't stress out your bullpen in April and May. But everyone has to build their arms back to it too. And remember, Kopech was one of the later starters for the White Sox because he had gotten sick. So he wasn't, I don't think that he got his first start in spring training until the last week of spring training. So he should offer himself a little bit of grace. Clearly, the talent is there, and it's it's been good seeing him fulfill some of those expectations that we have for him. Some of them are outsized, like some of the expectations we have for Michael Kopech are outsized, but I think that he's done a terrific job of moving back into a, a rot- being a rota- rotational guy instead of a bullpen guy. What about the Cubs, and what about tonight? Kyle Hendricks is going to be on the mound for the Cubs tonight. And I talked with their manager about him. I'm going to let you hear what David Ross has to say about Kyle Hendricks and some of his recent struggles next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's time for the Cubs Minute. Chicago Cubs baseball is on the air. Fly the W! Wrigleyville fans are awesome. Great food. It's, you know, it's tough to beat. Cubbies. The Cubs. 
A minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. It's game one of this two-game series between the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. Infield in, the batter Jake Berger, met at second and third, a little dribbler toward third, and coming in to score is Abreu as the ball stays fair. It's an infield RBI single for Jake Berger, and the White Sox lead one to nothing. Here's a swing and a fly ball to right. Pretty well hit. Trouble all the way back, and that's going to sail into the stands. Opposite field home run, Tim Anderson. He gets a ground ball toward third. That's a fair ball. Bouncing off the sidewall, a run will score. Hap crosses the plate. Hayward goes to third on a double by Horner. Cubs are back in the game. It's now 3-1. to one. Hendricks' first pitch. Bounce to second base. This is going to end the ball game. Harrison throws to first. And the White Sox win game one by a score of 3-1. to one. Yeah, did you think we weren't going to do the Cubs minute just because they played each other? No, we wanted to make sure that we were talking about each team from each team's perspective. Ray and I were laughing about that yesterday. I was like, yeah, you do a Cubs minute and a Sox minute. Play both broadcasts. Now you got to hear Pat Hughes talk about what happened in the game yesterday. And what happened in the game yesterday is that the Cubs didn't get a lot of people on base. Well, they did, but then they... they they ran into some BABIP because there were a couple of hard-hit balls that got snagged and kept that game from flipping over. I thought the Cubs did a really good job considering that Drew Smiley was supposed to start yesterday's game, but he went on the bereavement list and was a late scratch, so they had to do a, a bullpen day yesterday. And everything considered... You got a quality start out of your bullpenning yesterday, which I think might speak a little bit more to what's still going on with the White Sox offense, but I'll this is a, a Cubs-centric focus here. Seeing, you know, F. Ross start the game off, and then he kind of lost command in the second inning, and Rossi, like, quick, went to Keegan Thompson, who did a nice job, and then the rest of the bullpen. Like when, when you get nine innings of three-run ball and only one of those runs is earned, you're you're doing okay. And and to be pressed into service the way that they were pressed into service is a very, very good thing for the Cubs. When we talk about the Cubs this season, it's 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 hard to know what the expectation is. And I, I'm saying that from the perspective of the team and from the fan base. I think the team is in a space where they're still trying to undo some stuff that they were doing before and try to add on. And if they happen to luck into winning, great, but they don't necessarily expect to be a winning team. I think Rossi wants a winning attitude. He wants guys to try and play a winning type of style of baseball. But I'm I'm not sure. And I feel like just the reaction I get whenever we do Cubs stuff, I'm talking to you via the text line or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 67 the score. I feel like most Cub fans are kind of on it. It's like, yeah, our team's not very good. They're not the worst team in the league. That's the Reds. Has anyone started fading the Reds? Has anyone been up on FanDuel? Just be like, yeah, they're going to lose again. When you have an ownership that's like, where are the fans going to go? 
Man, that is ugly. Thinking about fading them the next couple of days. Joe was talking about it on Twitter this morning. Anyway, Kyle Hendricks is going to be on the mound tonight. And let me give you some concerns I have as a White Sox fan about Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks, who's had kind of an up and down season so far, like he's had a couple of brilliant starts and a couple, oh my God, starts. He's the type of pitcher that the the White Sox should be looking forward to facing, but could take advantage of their aggression by getting them to swing at change-ups early in counts that are outside and getting them to hit pitchers' pitches. When I was looking at the matchup, I feel I felt like the White Sox had the pitching matchup one with Kopech versus Smiley and Giolito over Hendricks. But Hendricks is smart enough and crafty enough, and the weather should be fine tonight, to go out there and attack the White Sox in a way that will make all of us unhappy. But he's struggled, and he's struggled finding his rhythm out there on the mound. Yesterday, I had David Ross on the show. I talk with Rossi every couple of weeks, and I asked him about what's going on with Hendricks. Here's what he told me. The thing that I think that he talks about the most and that we see from the side is the ball gets just a little bit flat. When he's got angle and the sinker's sinking down underneath rather than running across the zone, you just got more room for error and, and you don't have to be so fine. And then, you know, there's a couple of the balls when they do get up, guys put better swings on and the ball gets in the air. He's a ground ball pitcher. The, his last start didn't didn't get a lot of balls on the ground. When he's, when he's right, he's getting the balls on the ground and uh, getting guys to chase underneath. That's his strength. So just a couple of those things, you know, he, he's had some really good starts. I think there's, you know, probably more positive than negatives, but we want to make sure when we do have one of those days where he doesn't feel quite as good and the ball's flattening out, we need to kind of adjust off that a lot sooner than we've done so far. Yeah, that, that adjustment is key. And, and let me tell you, if the ball flattens out tonight against the White Sox lineup, he's going to have a problem. And there's a couple guys that he's going to have a problem against in this lineup. One of them is Josh Harrison, who in his career against Kyle Hendricks is hitting 458. And that's a significant a, a number of at-bats versus, like, he's had 24. Another guy is Jose Abreu. Abreu hitting 591 in 22 at-bats against Kyle Hendricks. And then Tim Anderson, who's hitting 375 against him. I expect Adam Engel to be in the lineup today, too, because of the matchup issues with him. If he's crisp and has a great game plan, which I suspect he will, it could be difficult for the White Sox. But if that ball flattens out like Rossi was talking about, wakatao, yakatao, you could see it happen. We're going to take a break. What's up with the Cubs and the White Sox and the stupid-ass Twins? I want to talk about the Twins because they're already making me nervous, and, and you know how I feel about the Twins. Russ Dorsey is going to help me work through some of this, this twinness next here on The Score. And now you don't have a problem with the weird-ass Minnesota Twins? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.